If you want your life to count now and forever for Christ, here is all you need to do. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. Do that alone and your life will be magnificent. Raymond C. Ortland Jr. I bet you didn't know it was that easy, right? (laughs) I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. We're diving into episode 40 today, and we're taking a look at Proverbs 3.7. We'll look at it in two different translations, talk about the language and what it means, and then we'll connect it to our everyday lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get into all that, let's pray. Father, I am so grateful that we have the word that we can open up and refer to and lean on. Spirit, I ask you to open our understanding of this verse today. Teach us what each of us need to hear and need to do in our own lives, and don't let it just stop with the hearing of the word, but let us obey your word too. In Jesus' name, amen. The ESV says, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. New Living Translation says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. We said at the first part of this week that we are in a series of couplets that are instruction incentive, instruction incentive, a rhythm like that. And this verse is the instruction portion of that rhythm. We're going to see our fourth reference to the fear of the Lord. And we have two positive commands in this verse and one negative. We're going to start with the negative one. It says, be not wise in your own eyes. Or in the New Living Translation, don't be impressed with yourself, with your own wisdom. In the Greek, this is a command in the present imperative. That is for all you grammar nerds out there. But it means stop doing it now and keep stopping all the time. Paul gives a similar teaching in Romans. He says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. That is Romans 12, 16. So don't be self-centered, self-absorbed, self-possessed, focused on self. Don't believe that you are the be-all and end-all. Don't be overly impressed with yourself. Don't assume you have all the answers because you are not as smart as you think you are. None of us are as smart as we think we are. Don't be prideful. Avoid human wisdom. Seek godly wisdom. Isaiah 5.21 says, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Then we have two commands that are framed in a more positive command. The first is fear the Lord. The message actually translates this as run to the Lord. Like the previous command, it is also present imperative. So it really is fear him continually. It's a natural result of trusting God, which we talked about yesterday. As we trust him, we know him better, and then we have more reverence and awe for him, a stronger, deeper fear of the Lord. This is a developing theme in Proverbs. It's the fourth time we've seen it in the first three chapters. And I'm going to read you the other three instances. The first was in Proverbs 1-7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. 
fools despise wisdom and instruction. And we said that that is the theme verse for the entire book of Proverbs. Proverbs 1, 28 and 29 said, Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 2, 5 said, Then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. Fear of the Lord is linked to some pretty important things in those verses, right? It's the beginning of knowledge. Not choosing it results in separation from God. And again, we discover the knowledge of God. We'll get into this more deeply when we go through the book topically. But for now, remember that this is generally not being scared, but instead it's having an awe or a reverence, a right perspective of who God is and who we are. And then we come to the last instruction, turn away from evil. The message says run from evil. Again, present imperative tense. So make turning from evil your habitual practice and ongoing activity. It means continually relying on the enabling power of the Holy Spirit. Because you and I, in our natural selves, we are not continually running away from evil. Our natural inclination is to strut up and ask it to dance, right? We need the Spirit to help us do this. This means to keep away from, steer clear of it, avoid it. The same words have been used in a secular context, advising us to stay away from prickly shrubs. That's good advice in the physical world, right? Stay away from pricker bushes. Even more for evil in a spiritual sense. It means don't be involved. Steer clear. Reject it. The NIV actually says to shun evil. Shunning means to persistently avoid, to ignore or reject. The message says run from it. Don't mess around. Get away quickly. Paul says in 1 Corinthians and 2 Timothy to flee from sinful things. Now, we started this whole teaching today with a quote from Raymond C. Ortland Jr., and we're going to finish it too. He says, Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Yes, it's a simple thing to say, but we need to be told because it's radical. The first of Martin Luther's 95 theses was this, Our Lord and Master Jesus Christ, in saying repent, intended that the whole life of believers should be repentance. You probably have a to-do list for this coming week. Here are the priorities God wants at the top of your list in terms of urgency. Number one, fear the Lord. Number two, turn away from evil. Number three, as time permits, breathe. This is the urgency of your life this week. It will add greatness to your life. It will add life to your life. It will save you from a wasted life. So let's ask ourselves some questions. How often are you impressed with your own wisdom or abilities? When do you tend to fall victim to being prideful? If the message translates fear the Lord as run to God, how does your fear of the Lord show in the urgency of your seeking Him? Do you truly run to God and how often? Monthly? Weekly? Daily? Hourly? Moment by moment? If you are honest, how successfully are you turning from evil? And in the quote I just finished with, Ortland lists our priorities as fear the Lord, turn from evil, and as time permits, breathe. How do your priorities compare to that? How is that demonstrated by your calendar, your habits, your checkbook, and your relationships? If you want a place to think those questions through and write down the answers later, we send a set of free journal pages out each Sunday evening in an email. And if you would like to get on that email list, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email. 
getwisdom.link backslash email, and we will send those out to you on Sunday night. As for me, I have two thoughts today in response to this. First, I struggle with pride. I have grown in humility, certainly, but it tends to show up for me in self-reliance. I can do this on my own. I can do it. I don't need God's help. It shows up in not wanting to look foolish to other people. It shows up in so many sneaky ways. I am continually repenting of pride. But the more interesting question to me today, because I know the whole thing about pride, the more interesting question for me today was the last one. Does my schedule reflect those priorities, the fear of the Lord and turning from evil? And what does it really mean for me to turn away from evil in my own everyday life? I don't really need to be turning away from murderers or thieves on a daily basis. But what does it mean? My pride is evil. My self-sufficiency is evil. My words that aren't used for building each other up, those are evil. My laziness or gluttony or idolatry, those are evil. How well am I turning away from those things every single day? That's what I'm really convicted of and thinking about this morning. How about you? What will you do with what you have learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we need your wisdom. We don't need it so that we can be more successful, more well-liked in the eyes of the world. We need it so that we can know you better, so that we can love you better, so that we can love others better. We need it so that we can live a life that honors you. So give us that kind of wisdom today, Father, the kind of wisdom that transforms our hearts into the likeness of Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you find that this broadcast is helpful, if you're learning something, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. It is more fun when we have more people around, and it helps us grow faster. We learn more when we have people to talk to about the things that we're learning. If you're a podcast listener, it would significantly help us if you would rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It helps it get in front of more people so that we can help more people. This is a weekday broadcast, so today is Friday edition. We'll be back on Monday with another set of verses. Until then, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend.